And I, I realized how ridiculous I was to believe that that nightmare was going to become a reality. I mean, I guess it's possible, but I was just letting myself fall into this trap of, 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 fearing what was possible. And then once that happened, though I though I no longer had the fear of everything falling apart, then I just started to like build all of this doubt in my head around like, is this really possible? Can I really do this? Am I gonna be able to save enough money, put a down payment on a house at some point this year so we can buy a house? Um, can I do all these things? Can I maintain our lifestyle, which isn't extravagant, but we're definitely, you know, like there, there's some expensive things uh, just in life in general and living here in Southern California and costs continue to go up. and. And all these things just continued to overwhelm and overwhelm and overwhelm. And my my response to that, my natural response, I guess, to that was, I'm an ambitious person. And so I'm going to go out and build more, build harder, and build stronger, and invest more. And man, I was just so overwhelmed. Welcome to Authentic Conversations. I'm your host, Ryan James Miller. And I believe the way to freedom, fulfillment, and success ultimately comes by living as the most authentic version of yourself. If you're ready to live the life you've dreamed of, you're in the right place. All right, well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Authentic Conversations. I'm gonna preface this discussion up front by saying that I am low. <laughs> I am low on energy. Uh, I've got some brain fog uh, working out here. And you may be thinking to yourself, then why the heck would you record a podcast episode uh, when you are that way? It's because this is actually what the podcast episode is about. Um, it is uh, my journey over the last three days through a fast that I have been on. So I'm recording this episode. As you know, obviously, a lot of times uh, podcasters like my like myself, we record a well ahead of an episode going live. Uh, this episode will be live sometime in early March. But I am recording this episode today on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Um, I am on day three of a three-day fast with my local church, Southlands Church in Brea, uh, Brea, California. And so I felt like this was a wonderful opportunity for me just to share a little bit about my journey uh, on this fast. Not so much the effects that it's had on me from a physical perspective, though, again, like I said, by the third day, I'm definitely dying for some food. I can't wait to break the fast tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I cannot wait to celebrate uh, that being done with it and uh, just all the uh, all the things that I've learned. Um, I can't wait to be done with the low energy, the brain fog, uh, the the uh, just tiredness overall. Um, but that's not the point of this. Uh, the point, uh, and you're going to have to track with me because I'm sure I'm going to say some things that are going to get a little bit wacky at times. But uh, my point really is sharing with you my journey through the fast. Uh, why? Why? Uh, <laughs> I, I think that it's important because um, you're just going to hear where the kind of the place that I've been, the pace that I've been running and why this was incredibly important to me. I have no idea how long this episode is going to go. I was hopeful that it was going to be 10 or 15 minutes. I'm not sure that that's actually going to happen, but please track with me. I think it'll be helpful for, for you in, in, in the way that it'll help you get to know me a little bit better. It'll help for you to get inside my head and into my heart. 
But I think that for a lot of you, whether you are an entrepreneur running your own business, uh, while you are maybe you're a team leader and you're managing people, maybe you are a head of your household or you're leading in your household as a parent, there's just so many ways that I think you're going to be able to relate uh, to kind of the ups and downs, ebbs and flows of my life over the last couple of months. And hopefully this will help you maybe jump into your own fast. Uh, but if not, at least be able to gain some perspective and understand a little bit more about where you've been, currently where you're at, and then and then maybe some things that you can do as you move forward. So um, I do want to just share a little bit about um, why this fast specifically, and then we'll go uh, we'll go from there after that. But specifically, I want to talk a little bit about um, the fast. Uh, first, so again, you can get a, you can get an idea of uh, of what it is and why, uh, as a church, we're doing it, and then why I stepped into it. So most often, when churches fast, they fast because um, of what we see in the Bible, uh, particularly around a fast that Jesus was on himself for forty days. Uh, so Jesus uh, was born uh, a baby into this world. Uh, Jesus was raised by his parents, uh, Joseph and Mary. And then as Jesus grew and became an adult in his early 30s, uh, Jesus uh, decided uh, to get baptized. He felt led to get baptized. And so he steps into the river. Uh, the Holy Spirit as a dove d descends down on him and he is baptized. He is filled uh, with the Holy Spirit in a new way. Again, there's a lot here theologically in terms of what that means. How does God, as the Son of God, uh, be filled with the Spirit of God? And we can get into all that at another time. You can reach out to me. I'd be happy to have that discussion with you. But Jesus is baptized. Uh, and then as he, after he is baptized, he is led into the wilderness. Uh, he's led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, uh, but Quickly thereafter, he has an encounter with Satan, the devil. And as he begins this encounter, he get, he is tempted in a couple of different ways. Um, and through that temptation, we, we, we start to relate to the many ways uh, that Jesus was tempted and then what we can kind of take from that. Um, and so... That's why oftentimes churches fast. Churches fast to, in a way, um, replicate, to uh, remember, to reflect on the ways uh, that Jesus was tempted, uh, to uh, encounter some of the same uh, things that, um, that, that Jesus encountered. Um, uh, the difference is, is Jesus was tempted and yet never sinned. Unfortunately, oftentimes we are tempted by the devil and we do. Um, but it's also an opportunity for us to trust that God will carry us through the challenging time, uh, particularly when it's a food fast, uh, which Jesus was in the desert, uh, in the wilderness for 40 days without food. Um, and so uh, we, we, it wouldn't be wise for us probably to do that, uh, but, but we, are, we, are, we are trusting that as we fast uh, for whatever period of time we are, that God will sustain us. Uh, through that time. So uh, tempted by Satan, tested by God. Ultimately, though, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit will empower us 
to pass that test, to endure, to learn, to grow, and to move on. So that's oftentimes why churches uh, fast. Uh, we see a couple of different things uh, in Scripture as it relates to how Jesus was tested, uh, how Jesus was tempted. Uh, one uh, one temptation that uh, Jesus was given by Satan was this idea that um, he says, uh, you know, basically like you're without food. Uh, if you're God, uh, you're the son of God, then you can basically just turn stones into bread. That way you can fill your stomach. Jesus denies that. Uh, later on, we see uh, that Satan tempts Jesus with this uh, thought of, um, uh, you know, he says, if you're the son of God, basically throw yourself off this cliff. Um, and basically the temptation is you're God, you can protect yourself. And Jesus says, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to fall to that temptation. I have the spirit in me who will, who will protect me. I don't need to, I don't need to test God. Uh, and then thirdly, we see another temptation that Jesus encounters, and it's this temptation uh, of self-exaltation, uh, which is uh, Satan says to him, I'll give you all these things. I'll give you everything you could ever possibly want, dominion, authority, influence. All you have to do is bow down and worship me. Jesus once again says, nah, dude, that ain't cool with me. I'm going to continue to <laughs> to, uh, to 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 follow, to trust in and to admonish and to glorify uh, the one God uh, who was his father. So we see these different types of temptations happen. <clears throat> and so again, as we are fasting, uh, we are experiencing many of these same things, but we're also reflecting on ways that these temp we've encountered these temptations uh, at, at past times in our life. Anyway, so that was a lot. And again, hopefully it makes sense. I'm trying to be as clear as possible, knowing that I'm pretty foggy myself looking down at some notes along the way, but that's kind of why we fast. Uh, and so for me, though, um, as our church, which does this once a year, and this is the first time as a family that we're participating in this fast, um, our church does this once a year as an opportunity for everybody to come together to, to, to support one another in this fast, to reflect on all that God is doing, all that God has done, but then also to personally grow. And for me, as our pastor so wonderfully preached last Sunday on this idea of uh, Jesus uh, going out into the wilderness, being tempted, being tested, uh, and ultimately passing those tests, um, he um, he shared about uh, he, he kind of pointed to those three areas uh, that that Jesus was was tempted in uh, again appetite, abandonment, ambition, and. As he was saying those things, what immediately came to my mind was ambition. Um, I am an ambitious person. And if you are an entrepreneur like me, if you are somebody that seeks to be successful, to grow, to develop, um, you are probably extremely ambitious too, which is a wonderful characteristic to have. But boy, oh boy, can it be a dangerous, dangerous characteristic to have. And so I heard our pastor preaching, and uh, when it got to that the section where uh, Satan says to um, Jesus, uh, all these kingdoms, all these things, all this authority, all the glory, um, I have it, I'll give it to you, all you need to do is bow down. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like that's that's been my struggle. 
Now it's been it, that that struggle, that type of ambition has looked different at different times. There was definitely a point in my life before coming to Christ when that ambition was to be successful, to have influence, um, all for, for Ryan, to the glory of Ryan, to have Ryan uh, be at the top step of the podium. People know I'm successful to follow me, for me to have influence. And as I became a Christian in 2006, little by little, God broke a lot of those things, um, though the ambition was still there. And so I have fought for the better part of the last 16, almost 17 years as uh, as I've journeyed being a Christian to figure out how to align my ambitions with God's call on my life. And it has been a struggle. There's been tension between uh, trying to be ambitious and yet serving God. Uh, there's been tension between trying to serve God and and not being too ambitious for myself. And it really has caused me over the last year, 2022, I spent so much time fighting that ambition. Constantly asking myself questions. Am I doing this for God's glory? Am I doing this for my own? Am I doing this because I truly desire to be successful for the right reasons, to provide for my family, to create great experience, to give back to the community, to do wonderful things uh, as, as I'm being blessed? Or am I doing this all so I have all of these things? I mean, it's just been this wrestle back and forth. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm creating a new, a service offering or a product to deliver to the marketplace, I'm, am I doing this simply because I just want to grow uh, my business or am I doing this because I truly believe this is God's call in my life and will, will allow me to have the impact that I believe God wants me to have? And if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian and you're listening to this at this point, I would say that a lot of this isn't going to make sense to you. Yes, you probably have ambition to do good in the world, but ultimately, if you're not serving God, it's going to be really hard to balance this desire for, for self ambition and other service. You can do it, but I just feel like and believe with all my heart that without God at the center, you are always going to creep over into self-ambition. And I'm not trying to accuse you of wrongdoing. I'm just saying that there is something that God does when he fills you with his spirit, when he transforms you, uh, that um, that allows you to begin to move in the direction of serving God ultimately and then seeking out self-ambition, self-growth, um, self-success for the right reasons. Um, but anyway, but, but I'm still challenged with that and I'm still struggling with that. And so I've continued to work to craft the right messaging, to say the right things, to do the right things, to serve the right clients, to be the right husband, to be the right father, to be the right friend, to show up for people. And I was just, it, it's been so overwhelming to me. Um, and I've really struggled and, uh, this year specifically. So as I turned the tide on 2023, um, I, I laid out a goal very publicly to triple my business, which was a crazy, crazy goal to put out there because there is a large chance that I'm going to fail to achieve that goal. And you may be saying to yourself, then what the heck are you doing? Why would you say that? You're a coach. You're not supposed to be talking like that. The reality is, is that I put something so crazy out there because I believe it's time to really test myself. And I believe that there's an opportunity out there to serve a community of people that are dying to be served. And I believe I have what it takes to serve them. And so that's why I put that number out there, that million dollar seven figure number. It'll also provide 
phenomenal opportunities for my family. But ultimately, I believe that, that it, it's because that there is this call that I have not to achieve the number, but to do things that will ultimately achieve the number. But with that, putting that big number out there and then stepping back and starting to build out this coaching program that I've been putting out and I'm getting ready to announce uh, really soon. It actually may have been announced by the time this podcast goes live, but I'm not going to say it yet because I'm not sure. But it's a very niche offering to a specific group of people to help them become more successful, to help them build their businesses, whether they own the business or they're selling for the business. Um, and man, I've been working so hard. I've been investing so much time and so much money into this. And I've hired a new coach and I've reinvested into programs myself. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars uh, to do all of this. And, and because I believe, I believe in what's possible. But as I've done all of that, about three weeks ago, maybe four now, I had a nightmare. And that, that nightmare was we, me waking up at about 4.30 in the morning, having realized that I lost everything for my family all over again. Um, back in 2013, we lost our house to short sale and almost everything that we owned. I mean, it was just such a wrecking and damaging time. And I believe that I have created better rhythms in my life, better habits to not make some of the same mistakes that caused that. So the recession was part of that as well. But that nightmare felt so real. It was so real that I woke up on that Sunday morning and I was so scared that it was real that the first thought in my mind was I had to get to the office right away to start figuring out how I was going to make enough money to pay our bills that in the month of January. I got ready for church. I went to church. I was still freaked out. I had trouble concentrating. And then at one point through worship and then ultimately this, the sermon that was preached that Sunday, like I broke. And I, I realized how ridiculous I was to believe that that nightmare was going to become a reality. I mean, I guess it's possible, but I was just letting myself fall into this trap of, uh, of, of, fearing what was possible. And then once that happened, though I though I no longer had the fear of everything falling apart, then I just started to like build all of this doubt in my head around like, is this really possible? Can I really do this? Am I going to be able to save enough money to put a down payment on a house at some point this year so we can buy a house? Um, can I do all these things? Can I maintain our lifestyle, which isn't extravagant, but we're definitely, you know, like there, there's some expensive things uh, just in life in general and living here in Southern California and costs continue to go up and and all these things just continued to overwhelm and overwhelm and overwhelm. And my my response to that, my natural response, I guess, to that was I'm an ambitious person. And so I'm going to go out and build more, build harder and build stronger and invest more. And man, I was just so overwhelmed. And so when our pastor preached on Jesus fighting the, tempta the temptation, the, the temptation from Satan to bow down. For his own ambition. And Jesus fought against that and claimed victory over that, ultimately serving God and trusting God that the ambition that God put in his heart would be the one that God would lead him to. I was like, that's the thing that I need to fast for. I wrote down that I need to fast from and for my ambitions. I need to fast from 
This idea that I have to do all these things in order to be successful, that I have to do all these things to earn some place in society, that I have to do all these things to buy a house and to, to have a, an enjoyable lifestyle for my family. I don't need any of that. If I'm serving God, God will ultimately provide every single thing that myself and my family needs. And at the same time, I felt like I needed to fast for my ambitions. I want to build a seven-figure business. I want to impact tens of thousands of people over the next five years. I want my book to have the impact that I believe is possible that will allow other people to heal from the wounds that they have hurt and leverage those wounds into the greatness they've been created for. I want to speak on stages with thousands of people in the audience, sharing an inspiring message, helping other people to believe that greatness is possible for their own lives. And so as I fasted, I was also fasting with this belief that God will continue to lead me towards these ambitions that I believe he has put on my heart, not for my glory, but for his. And so over the last three days, as I have not eaten, I've been drinking water, um, black coffee, and then one uh, protein powder and water, so protein shake, uh, after my workouts. I, I worked out the last two days. I haven't worked out today because my energy is really, really low, and I didn't want to push myself too far to the point of damaging something. But as, as I've been doing that uh, I, I, and testing myself over these last three days, every single time that I start to feel hungry, that I'm drained, I'm just I'm reminded of why I'm fasting. That I'm fasting because I need to refocus my attention on God. Because I need to refocus my attention on the one who conquered the ultimate temptation. Jesus Christ himself, but also the one that when tested by God, stepped into the line of fire, went to the cross and died knowing that that was the call that God had on his life. I need to trust in that same God for myself, for my family. I've also had so much time over these last couple of days. Trust me, when you're not eating, you feel like you have so much more time in your day. And I've just been praying and seeking out these desires. God, give me the desires of your heart. Align the desires of my heart with the desires of yours. God, why am I desiring these things? Are, are they for the right reasons? Reconfirm them in my heart. Reconfirm them in my mind. And then part of my prayer has been, as I finish this fast, will I be transformed? Or will that just be three days of victory over not eating food and I'm going to go back to the same Ryan? Because if that's the case, then it was just a total waste. And I don't want that. I want this to mean something for the rest of my life. I want a platform to impact culture for the good and impact culture for the glory of God. And I believe that I'm on the right track. I just pray that this fast is reinforcing the things that need to be reinforced, removing the things that need to be removed, and ultimately launching me forward into the ways that are going to accomplish the things that I believe God has put on my heart.
And so day one was pretty, pretty easy, I guess. I mean, it was frustrating to not eat, but it was just a day. Um, that was Monday, Tuesday. Oh, and then Monday night, uh, we went to church. Uh, we had a gathering of worship, uh, prayer, some confession. And I really just laid out my confession for seeking out my own ambitions too often uh, and, and considering those things above other things and other people. Um, and man, I just felt like I had a good breakthrough. And then last night, uh, yesterday, um, day two of the fast, that was hard. Um, I was definitely hungry. I still worked out in the morning. It was a pretty hard workout. And so I was pretty drained after that. I came to work and uh, into the office and I was having some calls with clients and I was getting a little bit foggy and I was having to fight really hard to concentrate. Like I want to continue to serve them. I don't want them to be punished because I'm on a fast. And then we went back to church last night for night two and we worshiped again and we prayed and there was two, two powerful moments last night. And I'm just going to share them as I, I, I felt them and experienced them again. I hope this is helpful for you. Hope you haven't checked out on this podcast yet. I, I believe this is going to be one of the most powerful ones, not because I'm saying these words, but because I believe that these are words that God, have put up, God has put on my heart and experiences that God has put on my heart, not just for me, but for you too. So last night, my wife went with me and we were worshiping and I was definitely emotional and we had this time to break up and I was sitting in my seat and I was just praying like that God would just, just, just speak to me, that he would just reveal to me things that um, he, he wanted me to see and hear and believe. And there were some little things that were happening. And then over walks one of the other pastors, Kevin, who's become a good friend of mine. I love the guy so much. In such a quick period of time, we're very like-minded. And he's just, he's an unbelievable human being. And he came over to me and he said, hey, he said, I just, I really, I'm really getting this picture of something that I feel like is God giving me for you. And I want to share this with you. And he just started to talk about the fact that he feels like for the last year that he's known me, getting to know me, gotten to know me well, we've met together at least once a month over the last year. And he said, I just feel like you've been guarded. Like you've just kind of put up this shield that's not allowing God in all the way. He says, and obviously we both know that God can just break in at any moment, but God has kind of been patiently waiting for you to put your guard down. And he went on to say that he's, he has seen over the last month or two, just kind of in the turn of the year, that I've started to let my guard down and he's starting to see this new person arise. And he shared a couple of other things. I thanked him for that, gave him a hug, and, and he took off. And I started praying over that. And I just realized that I was guarded. I, 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 had, I had, in some ways, kept God at arm's length. I mean, like, my relationship with God has been so good over the last couple of years. But... Stepping out of pastoral ministry, I realized that I was keeping that, that part of me at arm's length. I don't really talk that much about the fact I, I will share, uh, I have shared in my book, and, and, and you'll read more about that. But like that, that season of life, stepping out of ministry, the last couple of months, six months of ministry and then stepping out 
it really hurt me a lot more than I realized. I, 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 I tricked myself into believing, I guess, that it was just a seamless transition out. And it was what God called. And I was seeing the blessings of transitioning into this new church and just being a, a member of the church and attending and being poured into. But I realized that I was keeping at arm's length this part of my life that God could use because I had been hurt so badly. And it just made me realize that like, I I just wasted the last two years of my life, at, at least in one spot, because I wasn't letting God in to use me fully. And if I'm not letting God use me fully, I'm really not letting God use me at all. He's created me for greatness in the ways that he's created me for. And I want that so bad. And so when Kevin shared that, man, I prayed for that. And I just, I started crying and it's just so powerful. And so I thought that was it. And then um, about 10 more minutes of worship. And then we... We're starting to wind down and then something happened in the church. I mean, there was a couple hundred people in the room and I could just feel and our pastor, Alan, that was leading last night. He just kind of gave this space for us to keep going. Sat in some silence. We cried out in thanks to God. We worshiped a little bit more. And then he just allowed a couple of people the space to share what was on their heart, what they thought God was leading them to do. And so his wife actually got up, Renelle. She's just this amazing woman, just godly, godly woman. And she said that she had been feeling all night that there was somebody or some people there that were bracing for the worst. She actually said that she saw this picture of um, um, uh, alluding to this idea that when you're in a plane and, and you know it's going to crash, that you get into this brace position where your hands are on the seat in front of you, your head is between your legs, and you are just bracing for the worst. She said, but yet, she said what she saw was somebody was bracing for that, sitting in that seat. All the while, the plane, was, there was no turbulence at all. It was a perfectly smooth flight. And I was like, that's me. That's in some ways how I've been treating the last couple of years of my life. Maybe even the last 10 or 11 years since our, our financial ruin. There's been this part of me that, is, that has put this guard up, that is bracing for the worst that, that, that nightmare that I had that one day we're going to lose everything again, that I'm going to screw up in some way. I'm going to lose the money that we have saved, that I'm going to screw up this plan that we have to buy a house, that, that, that if I'm going to, if I step too much into committing to something and it goes wrong, that, that I'm going to have nothing to fall back on and I'm just going to ruin it all again. It's so crazy because I just, I, I know that that's not the case. And yet, I just continue to allow myself to fall into it. And so she shares this and just start crying again. And I went over to her. I shared that with her. I hugged her, thanked her for that. And just prayed on that all night last night before bed. And 
woke up in the middle of the night praying on that again. And I woke up this morning praying on that again and shared a little bit of that with my men's group this morning, just a couple of different things. Anyway, all that to say, um, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for these last three days of this fast. Again, I'm not necessarily encouraging you to not eat for three days, but I am encouraging you to take stock in where you are. To figure out a way to break the rhythm that you're in right now, because I believe that for every single one of us, as good as we are doing, there are places that we can do much better. But we aren't giving ourselves the space to do that because we are just go, 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 go all the time. And so my encouragement to you is to find a way to break the rhythm. I really encourage you to cry out to God. Maybe it is to fast. And if, you're, if you've tolerated listening to me talk over and over about my relationship with Jesus and who God is in my life and God's call on my life and encouraging other people to, to think on those same things and you've endured this far and you have not put your faith in Jesus, I implore you to cry out to God. If that doesn't make sense to you, I encourage you to just pray to God. Maybe right now, pushing pause on this podcast and praying that God would reveal himself to you, that God would make himself known to you, that God would show himself to you, that God would give you a feeling, that he would give you something to know once and for all that he is in fact real and he is for you. I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to seek the greatness that is possible for your life. It's out there. As good as life is, it can be better. And I'm not saying not to be content. Be content with whatever you have. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you are on the upper echelon of people that has access to these types of resources. And so you are in a good spot. But I can't encourage you enough to seek more. Not for you, but for what's possible for those around you. To the glory of God. And then you'll benefit from that too. If you have questions around this idea, and I'm not done yet, so please don't check out on me yet. But if you have questions around stuff that I've talked about, I cannot encourage you enough to reach out to me. You can email ryan at ryanjamesmiller.com. And I'd be happy to, to, to talk with you over email, to schedule a call with you. If you want to text me, 714-202-9402, that's my business line. You will get an automated response just saying that you want to opt into that. But then I will, it's, it's me only that texts, and I will have any conversation with text over you that we can have. I am happy to talk through any, any part of this process, who God is what Jesus has done, what it means to pray, why it's important to fast, the benefits of doing so, ambitions, goals, desires, dreams, your personal struggles. I am here for it all. And so what did I, what have I ultimately taken away from this fast? I've got about three hours, three and a half hours left on my fast. 
And then I get to break it. I cannot wait to have a bean and cheese burrito with carne asada and grilled onions, chips and salsa from my local fast food restaurant. And then we're going to head over to church and we're going to celebrate breaking that fast with the other, with the, with the rest that are, uh, that are going to be there tonight at church. And I'm sure we're going to sing and we're going to pray and we're going to thank God. And I can't wait for all that. And I know that there's still more that God is going to do in these next couple of hours. And I know that God is going to do more even after the fast is over. But I just want to share with you a couple of things that I wrote down this morning. When I went to church this morning to meet with a, uh, with my men's group. And then uh, I stepped into this room that they have given us for space throughout the week just to listen to worship music and just to pray and kind of some solitude. And, and so here's what I wrote. I'm, I'm literally going to read verbatim. And so all cards are on the table at this point. Number one, and this isn't in any particular order. This is just these are the things that I wrote down that I really felt like God has been putting on my heart. Number one, I want to be free from anything that gets in my way of being who God calls me to be. Number two, I want to be fully, consciously dependent on God. Number three, I know I need God, but I want to act and speak like it. And then number four, I want a huge platform to proclaim all that God does for me and for others. I wrote down that God saves, equips, enables, protects, provides, loves, forgives, accepts, corrects, helps, heals, and strengthens. I think I'm on number five. I want to help others be all that God has created them to be. Number six, I want to provide an abundant life for my family. And number seven, I want to experience an amazing life. Thank you guys so much. For those of you that have listened to all 35 minutes or so of this podcast episode, it means a lot to me that you're here, that you're listening. And I want to continue to grow this. I want tens of thousands of people to hear episodes like this. But more so right now, I pray, I pray for you that in some way, this episode has impacted you to make a change for your good and for God's glory. Please, please, please consider what I've shared with you today. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, for being here, for supporting me, all the encouraging words that I get. I'm always open to as much feedback as I possibly can be. And so finally, to close it out today, I would say it's time for you to get out there and lean into all the greatness that God has created you for. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Authentic Conversations. If you are ready to live the life you've dreamed of, I'm here to help. Head to ryanjamesmiller.com slash podcast to begin your journey. And if this episode impacted you in any way, pay it forward by sharing it with someone you know. I'm Ryan James Miller, and I'll see you next time on Authentic Conversations.